Happy New Year, Blockheads. Thank you for making your resolution this year to listen to every episode of the Writer's Block podcast. You're off to a great start. I've got a lot of amazing interviews lined up this year, and we're starting it off with a fine example of how you can literally go about creating your career in comedy writing. My guest is Brendan Hay, who went from an unpaid internship at The Daily Show with Jon Stewart to writing a freelance Simpson script. We go through that process in detail. He also sold several pilots he created himself, and he wrote a graphic novel that recently got optioned as a movie, though he's not writing the screenplay, but he's got a very interesting take on that. Currently, Brandon is employed in what he describes as a geek's dream job. He's the head writer of Star Wars Detours, a new animated comedy coming soon from Lucasfilm Animation, as in George Lucas. Brendan shares a very funny story about meeting him for the first time and gives the inside scoop on what people who attend Star Wars conventions are really like. Spoiler alert, they party like crazy and without taking their helmets off. Basically, Brendan walks us through his extremely impressive self-propelled journey through the maze of show business, and it's truly inspiring. Also, I read the first page of my 15-year-old Simpsons spec script, and you're not going to want to miss that. The holidays are over, people. Forget about eating too much and avoiding your families. It's time to refocus on your actual goals, and you pick the right place to make that happen. It's part of the writer's block now. Let's do this. Um, not like close, but I mean, I still keep in touch with them. Right. It's uh, the robot chicken guys who I am good friends with. They all know Rob and kind of the Children's Hospital group also because it's I kind of like watch all LA. I have to watch Children's Hospital. Yeah. I mean, I've oh, seen a couple great. of episodes. Yeah. yeah, but I I feel like it's one of those things where like um uh, uh you know I I'm sure it's not necessary to watch from episode no, one. Yeah, it's but uh, but I kind of want to just go ahead and get it and yeah. and, and watch a whole thing. It's a good way to go through it, also because it's almost. It's anti-continuity, where it's almost the joke of it is how it just, like, resets to, like, nothing ever happened episode after episode. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do they make a joke out of that? Sometimes. There yeah. have been things of, like, uh, like relationships. Like, they'll even do, like, in a previously on, like, one couple together, and then in the rest of the episode, that couple's not together. Oh, is that? Oh, <laughs> like, do, like, do, do that kind of, previously yeah. on and then just not, not do anything about exactly, that? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> what a weird kind of, like, inside thing to do. Yeah. They've gotten to that little end. Yeah. I think you confuse more people than amuse people in that case. I think case, that show does that, that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because he, like, he plays it so seriously. I think there was one episode I saw um, some uh, a woman just approached him in the hospital and, and said, I had your baby, and he put up no fight at all and just said, you know, yeah. who do I make the check out to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. There's a lot of that. It's like the anti-humor type. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Um, I'm here with uh, Brendan Hay. Welcome to the Writer's Block uh, Podcast Dungeon. I li- yeah, it is quite a wonderful podcast yes, dungeon. as our friend uh, Elliot Kalen yes. dubbed it. Yes, there's a, yeah, I'm glad to see. He got in there first and he got the name in. Yeah, well, yeah I, needed to, I needed to talk to somebody who I knew could uh, ramble <laughs> on with, uh, without much provocation for, yeah, it really uh, doesn't take much, for yeah. an hour. Yeah, <laughs> And I didn't know if it would be an hour. I was thinking like, ah, you know, let's make it a half an hour or something. Yeah, that's and all you need. Look but... down and we hadn't even talked about anything and it was 35 minutes already. <laughs> and we were having fun, so we kept nice. going. Um uh, Brendan, this is a uh, this is a big uh, thing. We were just talking about how you are my first guest who has never written for the Daily Show. Yep. This is a huge <laughs> uh, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm glad. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you? How did I get you? Yeah, I uh, no never wrote there. Just was there for almost seven years. Oh, but no. that's right. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's, I uh, forgot. Yeah. Yes, you were you were uh, you were employed there on in the writer's wing for the yeah. almost the entire I, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, there just under seven years, uh, six of which was in the writer's wing. Yeah, there. as yeah. a writer's assistant. writer's assistant, and, and then, then various, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. but titles. in the same position. Exactly. It was, I think the only thing I kind of gradually changed was like, oh, after a few years, like, get to start to do some writing, get to kind of be more involved in an actual producing quality to it. Yeah, right, right. Whereas initially it was just like, just sit down there and take down as much of this as you can. As right, being right. Said. Oh, and shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not. Never speak. <laughs> <laughs> Never speak. No, I can't. Just, yeah, if you want us to unchain you from your uh, uh, from the radiator, just let us know. Exactly. Whimper yeah. softly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about, I I, I think that uh, you you are a great example of, uh, um, of what a lot of people who might listen to this podcast are going to be interested in, and that is creating a 
career for yourself mm -hmm. as a writer, as a comedy writer in particular. Um, and you did it through, uh, uh, you know, a knowledge of the industry, a, a, a basis of, uh, um, of just experience in watching things and, mm -hmm. and knowing what you like for years and years and years <laughs> yeah. and having a definite focus and, uh, um, and pursuing it and pursuing it well. Oh, and thanks, yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's so it's really fascinating, and I want to talk about it um, chronologically. Sure, I think it's the best way to go about yeah. it. You, uh, uh, the the way it unfolds is fantastic. Your when you started working the Daily Show, it was as an intern. Yep, I began fall two thousand during my last semester of college, and uh, which thankfully also was the fall two thousand election cycle. So it was kind of the did I had actually since it was last semester didn't have a crazy course load so I actually could spend a ton of time at the Daily Show and kind of just really get to know everybody and uh, the model that Elliot later followed of um, if you're the intern who runs when they send you out to go buy whatever silly prop you need mm -hmm. you will probably get a job because it's just the most of the interns will get lost in the city and take their sweet time so if you're the lunatic who's like I want the work here so badly. I will run and buy you all five types of salsa that you want. Um, but yeah, that was really... And you uh, run around buying salsa. Exactly. It was every ludicrous... I think I had to pick up a prop AK-47 once from 128th Street. Sure, uh, it was a like, prop? Eh. Not, not, not the first time <laughs> I picked cab up. Afterwards, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. We get out of here yeah. like this. Yeah. I don't know uh, why they didn't pull over. Yeah. It's a prop. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's what you want to do is go waving prop guns, guns. around oh, Harlem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a really, great idea. Nobody exactly. ever gets hurt. Send the uh, send the twenty one year old uh, college kid to go do this. Just what, could, in case. what could possibly yeah. go wrong? <laughs> um, when you became the writer's assistant, mm -hmm. was uh, um, the, was the day before September eleventh. Day before day. September eleventh, and yeah. DJ Deverbaum, who became who was a writer at this time, and then became head writer, um, and then executive producer, yeah. and is a brilliant guy, and oh, a very yeah, funny guy. Funny guy. Um, you know, get tad socially awkward, <laughs> uh, and and. Um, Purposefully so. Yes. Most of the time. Yes, he, he gets great enjoyment yeah. out of it. Yeah. He really likes it a lot. Yeah. So uh, so Brendan, who's already worked there for a while, so he knows you. Yeah. But you may not have palled around with him. No, much. but yeah, exactly. We at least knew who each other were. Yeah. And uh, you get the job with the writer's assistant the day before September 11th, September 10th, a Monday. Yeah. September 11th happened. September 12th, he comes in and says, What to you? Or not even, you know, not oh. even on the 12th. It was on the morning of the 11th because it was like, because the writers, as always at the Daily Show, first ones in the building pretty yeah. much. So it was yeah. 8.30 in the morning. Uh, as we're all watching kind of the horrible footage from downtown, yeah. Yeah, planes hitting, towers falling, all this. So it's probably about like maybe around 9.30 before where the official call is like, look, let's just everybody go home. Obviously nothing working today. But as we're just all watching this on TV, DJ just turns to me and goes, you know, the towers never fell when Jason was writer's assistant. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Puts it on you. Yeah, exactly. Always, yeah. yeah. And that's that's his style. He was right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he was right. He was right. Hey, yeah, you, you know what? Right. I can't argue with that. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you look at the records. Jason, the tower stood for Jason. Nothing. No, no, yeah. no terrorist attacks under Jason Reese. <laughs> that's very true. It's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. And it's entirely true. Yeah. And you I can't know, argue it. Whether or not it's your fault, I don't know. Yeah. This is, but uh, well, but legally, facts, yeah, are, facts are facts. Yeah. So, uh, so now, so you're you were a writer's assistant on the show. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, we don't need to get into too much of uh, uh, what that, you know, what that involved. Uh, um, but you you worked there for six years. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was, basically at that desk, but yeah, you did exactly. get to move it on. Just kind of doing... kept getting uh, more more responsibilities, more things to do added, which is yeah. great because it was initially it really was just like. Come into it's every a little meeting. bit of yeah. It's a little bit of filing and note taking and stuff exactly. like that, and, exactly. and and organizing the submission, the, what yes. what gets submitted to, um, uh, and, and giving it to the people who need to read it, and yeah. then taking the notes on that. I mean, it's not a non job. It's actually no, yeah. a really hard job. Yeah, to do it's a well. lot of running around, but it really is. It's a lot of like yes, yeah, note taking and distribution was pretty yeah. much the majority of it. But the nice thing is, you're in the writers' room for everything. Yeah, right. Um, it's a great. It really is where I looking back. It's like oh, this is where I kind of really learned comedy. Like I always had wanted to write comedy. Like had written. In college, like uh, spec for Futurama, like I had kind of known, like this is I want to do comedy do you still writing. Have that? Uh, you know, I've been trying to find it ever since Futurama went back on here. I'm like, this might be a viable spec. I have, uh, <laughs> um, I think, think uh, oh, it's not here. It's right yeah. down. Oh, it's right here. Oh yeah, Simpsons. It's my Simpsons spec. Oh nice. Spec, yeah, from I can't remember <laughs> Web Oversight. Not bad. Yeah. This is an old one. Yeah. This is an old one. It's an old one, but it was. Nice. Uh, um, there's the area. Okay, so uh, let's just read a little bit. Yes, please. I, I'm down in the office, and I just, I remember I was recently organizing, and I had this here. <laughs> Exterior church day, 
see you close up sign out front sign reads help repair our crumbling church discover card not expect accepted not nice. bad nice. Uh, a few of the letters fall off and the sign crashes to the ground to reveal the simpsons very clever there you go using your visuals walking toward the church it's a dark cloudy day homer crumbling church Pfft. That's just another excuse for God to get in my hard-earned cash. <laughs> a sudden wind kicks up. We hear evil, frightening music from the omen, and the cross on top of the church begins wobbling and suddenly breaks off, hurling right at Homer. Bart, watch out, Homer! Homer ducks, and the cross narrowly misses his head, landing off screen behind him. Homer, whew, that was close. Grandpa, you're telling me. Pan back to reveal Grandpa Simpson impaled to the ground <laughs> by the cross. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um... And that goes on to be a uh, um, a parody of um, War Games, where, oh, nice. where Bart goes to um, gets uh, hacks into the um, school computer uh, by accident um, while trying to play a game. So goes to try to change his grades and um, and accidentally uh, or, or tries to hack into the school computer mm-hmm. to change his grades and um, accidentally hacks into their my version of NORAD. <laughs> and uh, um, it was a lot of fun, right? So, uh, uh, so, 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 you, yeah, while right. you're there as a, as the writer's assistant, yeah. you did have an opportunity to work on, like you said, back in black. Yeah, like there was a nice thing of so after probably like the first two years, which just where it really was like kind of the very practical side of it all, it was getting nice opportunities where it's like all the writers, like everybody's kind of their plates are full of what they're working on that week. So it became like me and uh, Roy Albanese, who's now the EP of the Daily Show at that mm-hmm. time, he was segment producer. And it was like, Ben would be like, hey, why don't you guys take a crack at Back in Black? Or like, why don't you guys take a, back, a crack at whatever was kind of the open, right. like extra assignments that, not that nobody, not in the case of Back in Black that nobody wanted, but like, and some of the other things like global raps or yeah, like sure, yeah. bumpers, things like that. Right. Like, well, no writer wants to actually do these. Just so, bumpers. Exactly. It was like, yeah, <laughs> you guys mind taking a crack at this? And we, of course, just dove on it. So it's doing that or like writing the like web exclusive headlines or basically kind of whatever other writing I started doing that. The, the best thing about those assignments, mm-hmm. as, aside from Back in Black, yeah. is that um, when you write them, pretty they just take them and do yep. them as they yeah, Exactly, are. yeah. <laughs> so the best Nobody, thing is, yeah. yeah. Like, I never mind what globals are that, like, uh, where there's a global edition of The Daily Show that airs once a week on CNN, and and, um, and it's just a, 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 you know, little compilation of, yeah. of so, some highlights for the week that we pick out. We need globals, and it's really just a bump in for John and a bump out. Like, hey, welcome to the uh, Daily Show Global Edition. I'm John Stewart. Just tell some kind of joke yeah. that can fly overseas. Exactly. And then the same thing coming back. And no, no, they, they basically barely change them at oh, all. Yeah. John does a cold read on them. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always, you know, does it well. He yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't just walk through it, but um, they just go ahead and, and do yeah. it. And, you know, and they're never not amusing because yeah. we're we're good the reason those aren't part of a rewrite process is because there's no grand scheme to yeah it. there's so a very it's just like just make it funny exactly. and they can count on us all to make it funny exactly and just take a look at it maybe make one or two changes exactly and do it. but it's pretty much like okay this will work and it was a fun kind of test because it's also very low pressure for those things so it was yeah, kind of a fun yeah. thing for me but a like, lot of times to yeah. try it yeah. it's kind of the point sometimes though where like if somebody says uh, um oh when what's the last thing you had on i don't know when were you in france last <laughs> <time>? <laughs> Were you, yeah. were you, have, have you been watching CNN at De Gaulle Airport yeah. recently? Oh, because by the way, yeah. yeah. You may have seen oh, my work. Oh, but you only the end? Okay, then you missed the beginning. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, outside of that, uh, yeah. it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, then yeah, one other nice thing was after a while, they also, I started being the one who assembled the headlines. Um, so yeah, I was doing that, and uh, actually the other great experience, which has helped at every other job, Every actually was sitting in that rewrite room and writing to the screen. So I was the one who actually got to sit at the computer and kind of like just put the changes right into the script yeah. as they are pitching them. Right. And um, as it turns out, pretty much every other writer's room works that way almost all the time. So yeah, <laughs> it became right, a right. great thing to yeah. kind of just get a grip on. And even though, granted, usually it's, it's almost always the writer's assistant, but um, one or two things I did afterwards, the staff was small enough yeah. where there wasn't really a writer's assistant, so it became, it was very happy to be a writer who, like, oh, I can write to the screen, just I'll oh, sure, take that yeah, what you so Nobody else wanted to do it, and so yeah. you became a hero, Exactly. Like, this is random stuff. Exactly. Dude. Other people there would be no like, brain. I just, I'm not used to that. It's too much pressure. I'm like, all right, give me, give me the keyboard. Yeah. yeah, come on. So it's fun. But while you were there, you were also doing some, uh, doing what you could outside of this. Absolutely. Everything, uh, I Good. <laughs> and, and and just rattle off a couple of those things. Um, some very short-lived uh, sketch shows on Basic Cable that I uh, would write for on our breaks, or I would write as like kind of um, like You're talking about like the a, Frank TV. Oh no, Frank TV actually late. became a full-time leader. It was a show called Hijinks that I think was on Nick at Night. That sounds also, terrible. Yeah, I can't. Remember. I actually am now forgetting. There's a show for 
Fuse, no, not Fuse, MTV2, that was like a sketch comedy show that I can't remember the name of now. It may and not how did you get aired. those jobs? It was usually through former Daily Show people who were oh. like, hey, I'm doing this production, like, you want to, like, submit, like, is it like a fax list type of thing? Or, remember the hijinks gig was something where they're like, well, uh, if you want to, like, work on this for, like, two weeks over one of your break. So, um, they, so they, you know, these are random, kind of, so, exactly. again, so here, you're finding work that you're getting because yeah. of people that you met. Yep, it was, at, uh, yeah. exactly. Getting so the, that's the importance of taking... Pretty much any job you can exactly. get. Exactly. Just get to know people in the same field that you want to. Because it was yeah. like, oh, everybody who, when people leave The Daily Show, they continue to work on other comedies. So just kind of continue yeah. working with them. And it seems like an them. odd rule, but be nice to them. Yeah, it is. Just be friendly, be social. Like, be, yeah. Although, of course, you know, it's, it's funny to, to even, like, say that. Because <laughs> if because if you're not that way, then you're a dick. And that's <laughs> exactly. not going to work. And then I get somebody telling you, <laughs> saying that isn't going to... Oh, man. I sound like there's anybody out there. At least I hope there's not. There's, no, there's nobody out there who's going, oh, oh. Everything else I was getting down. Oh, I'm not supposed to be a dick to people. Yeah. I'm going to change that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm no longer going to be a dick the way I've been my entire life. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I got through, uh, because I got to do the submission, I was the one kind of the submissions came through at the Daily Show, I got to know a bunch of the late night agents. Um, oh, yeah, okay. So it was also yeah, because you would talk to them. Exactly. I'd be the one who, Interesting. yeah, I'd tell them, what, yeah, here's what you want oh, for a what, what a weaselly way in Exactly. So, by the way, do you want to read something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't get signed by any of them through there, but got uh, hip-pocketed. By a few of them where they're like, oh, well, next time I hear of like a show that's looking, or like, hey, Letterman's taking submissions. And that panned out a couple of times? Um, it, no, actually. Yeah, right. But yeah. Um, the one thing it did lead to is it got me at least on the SNL fax list. Oh, okay. For a weekend update. So yeah. that was something where it was, um, it was like saying like 20 jokes a week to them or something like did that. Did they pay you to do that or just No, pay they you paid you, you if you got, got a joke on. And uh, in two seasons, I got one. And what was it? Um, i trying to remember the exact setup now. Oh, something come on, like yeah. um, uh, a monkey in, uh, it was like a monkey at a <laughs> Sorry, zoo. Sorry, I love in, it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> uh, there's a monkey at a zoo in China who. Uh, just stopped smoking after 20 years this week. Uh, experts agree. The key to his uh, quitting was humans stopped handing him cigarettes. <laughs> Phrased better, I think. Yeah, but no, that's, that's the yeah. point. Yeah. Who was the host of that um, It was... It was one of Seth and Amy. Oh, okay. Do you remember who did it? Uh, Seth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, submission packets. You, you wrote submissions oh, to... Oh, yeah. Um, I think I... Let's see here. I submitted to Letterman, Conan, SNL, like, over time. Like, yeah, did a packet. All the New York... Well, all the New York shows. Too, yeah. uh, so, say Letterman. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what the, what, it, what it involved? I think it was four top ten lists and maybe a list of, like, ten to fifteen, like, um, like idea, like, uh, bit sketch, ideas. Like, bit sketch, ideas. yeah. Sketch or, or Man on the Street yeah. or, like, Rupert G, whatever it Does kind it of float? Was. Yes, exactly. No um, monologue jokes? Um, I don't think there was monologue. I think for Letterman, I want to say Letterman and Conan, it was you're either, definitely Conan, I remember it was, uh, for what I was submitting for was one of the people, the non-monologue yeah, monologue writers. Yeah, they, they split up. Yeah, I know. And I think, I, it I think they, did they do too. that at Letterman too? I think so. Because so I feel like at those two, it was just like that. At those shows, they, they those are different departments. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always submitting for the non-monologue. Non monologue is a different thing that somebody runs. Yeah. And they have several people on staff who, who write for that yeah, specifically exactly. and don't do sketch stuff. And then people they who just don't do it at all. At all, yeah. yeah. It is like night and day. You're not supposed to. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So then, um, yeah. So the Conan one was just pitching sketch ideas, and same same thing. I feel like they always were like maybe like eight to twelve. I feel like was oh the number was like eight to twelve sketch ideas. Right. Um. So same thing for Conan. For SNL, it was I want to say like four to five actual sketches. Uh, or maybe it was three to four, something like that, though. That range. So written out, written not just out, the like, idea. Written out, actual sketches. I think there was a page limit, though. It had to be, like, uh, each sketch could only be five or six pages. Like, they didn't want it too long. Something like that, though. And then Leno, actually, I did, when I submitted Leno, it was for monologue. So that was just, like, um, two pages worth of, like, monologue jokes about that day. For Leno? Yeah, for Leno. So, so did like you start each one, day. like, hey, hear yeah. about this? <laughs> Have you heard about this? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You just hit you can make a macro which is five E's yeah. begin every uh, joke. <laughs> uh well that's cool. And yeah. but you know, I mean and so you did submit those mm -hmm. you had an agent at that point uh, who was helping you on that stuff? Only or? on the Leno ones that came later. On the okay. all the New York stuff now. I finally um finally in my last year as uh at that point I think I was a headline producer, but same, basically still doing the writer assistant job. Right. Um that was, I finally got an agent, and that was what helped lead to kind of the two things I lined up to. My two kind of things I got around the same time became my reason to leave Daily Show, which was um, 
I sold a pilot to Nickelodeon. Right. And then I uh, got a freelance episode of The Simpsons. Right. Which they don't... Do they even do that anymore? They still do. Um, but it seems like it's mostly... A lot of times now, and actually on a lot of those sitcoms now, uh, the writer's assistants and group supervisors get the freelance episodes. So tell that... So that this is great. Because I remember when you came in and said that you were, were going to write, yeah. you know, and, and all of us were extremely jealous of this. And it's like, <laughs> how does that happen? What the hell happened? How did that happen? Um, so this is a, a very easy route that every uh, aspiring writer can mimic. Yeah. Um, first, get a friend who is briefly dating James O. Brooks's daughter. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go out drinking with them. Right. Um, thankfully, have James O. Brooks's daughter be an amazing woman right. who is super nice and is like, hey, by the way, if you ever have a spec or something you want my dad to read, let me know. I'll pass it on. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. So, so that's, wait, was that step three or four? Uh, that was three. Three, okay. Yeah, I want yeah. to make sure oh, yeah. if you're taking Go, this down. Exactly, yeah. Don't um, put in any unnecessary steps. Oh, God, no. Yeah, so step four. Um, yeah, have your My Name is Earl Speck ready to go. Right. And uh, pass okay, that that's along. That's a done deal. Yeah. Send that off. Uh, and it was like about a month later, I got a personal email from James L. Brooks saying like, <laughs> hey, really enjoyed your My Name is Earl. From James L. at yeah. Brooks. A- AOL. Com. Naturally, yeah. 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 James L. Brooks at AOL. Yeah. Early yeah, re- he still pays for it. It's so weird. Um, but, um, <laughs> Has it on a disc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, it was the craziest, most mind-blowing moment ever. It's just like, had this email, and he's like, yeah, really enjoyed it. Do you want me to pass it over to uh, the guys at The Simpsons? And I was like, sure. Um, but yeah, two months later, Al Jean from The Simpsons like, yeah, like uh, like oh, your wow. stuff. Um, do you want to uh, come and pitch for a freelance episode? Okay, so this is crazy. So now you're like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah, so I think I wrote up about like five or six pitches. But that, you didn't have pitches prepared. At oh time. God, no. It, okay. I had this whole, every step of this, I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen next. I was just kind of surprised to get anywhere with this. Did they tell you what the pitch was supposed to consist of? Nope. Just you're going uh, cold. Going like, cold. Like, Here's an idea. He, he, the only thing he did say um, was just really like think of it as a whole story. Like they wanted more than just a sentence. Right, okay. So it was like, okay, so like really like a beginning, so middle, end. Yeah, right, you want, they want to hear that. Yeah, exactly. So kind of see that you have a story. And did they say how many they wanted to hear? I think he had said like, oh, you know, like three or five, and I think I may have come in with like five three or, or five, six. Three or five, but not four. Definitely no, not four. God, no. Three, four three is right four out. Four five. Four is right yeah. out. <laughs> Two would be too little. No, not enough. No. Six also. No. I mean, just being silly. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so went in there with the pitches, and thankfully what they did is they liked, because I think I pitched just A stories, and... Um, the, I think it was like the third one I pitched. They're like, yeah, all right, no, that, that we can work with that. What else? They're just quickly like, all right, let's just see what else you got in case. And one of the what else was like, yeah, that would work as a B story. Um, probably about like a, an hour or so in, you know, doing the pitching, talking to them. They were just like, okay, uh, yeah, so we like those two. So you free the rest of the day because we'll start breaking this. And I'm like, oh, so I'm like, I remember calling um, my then girlfriend, now wife, and just saying like, I think I got it. Like, I just had, like, to step outside, because never, there never was the moment of, like, great, you're going to write you're it. still working at The Daily Show. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just, I was pleasantly surprised. We're like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, stay the rest of the day, and are you free the rest of the week? Just uh, come in as many days this week as you can. We'll, let me know how much time you have. We'll break it, and what it was is... Break I think it? I, what do you mean, break it? Um, breaking the entire story. So, it was, okay. like, that afternoon, and then, like, I came in, like, another two days that week, and it was just... Me with a portion of the writing staff, probably about like five or six guys. Um, and you know all their names. Oh, of course, now. Yeah. But yeah, and, oh, even you mean just oh, yeah, like, right. yeah, no, absolutely. It is oh, just seeing every, Sim- yeah, exactly. Every Simpsons writer, you're like, ah. Did they look the way you thought they'd look? Oh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just, yeah, breaking the story, going kind of scene by scene, beat by beat, because the whole goal is to send, as for the freelance, was to send me off with an with a outline. Uh-huh. Um, or at least, kind of, yeah, the rough outline. I would then refine the outline, send it back. Uh, they, um, Al Jean and Matt Selman, who was the head writer, uh, would give me notes on the outline, send me off then to write a first draft. I'd hand that in. They, again, read, give me notes, and then I'd write a second draft. After second draft, they'd kind of just say, great, thank you, and take over and do whatever Come changes again. they want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then you're out of the process. And then I'm out of the process. Um, but it was, yeah, and... The like idea was that uh, Homer, Homer became uh, uh, border took, took militia. over a border militia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was basically that um, Shelbyville, uh, Shelbyville's economy crashes, starts flooding Springfield with immigrants, so Homer creates a border militia because they're stealing Springfield jobs. Nice. Um, and yeah, there was a, a beast... Thanks, yeah. And there was a beast... The beast story that was in my script but then cut at some point before, long before it ever got to air 
was Lisa trying to get a golf scholarship. Oh, yeah. yeah um, right. Which basically just became a fun thing of... I uh, think I read your yeah, version yeah. of it, but then saw the... the yeah, the final. Yeah, right, where right. it is... Um, yeah, Lisa trying to get a golf scholarship with Willie as her mentor. And, uh, and basically yeah. the whole joke... And that was like a... Uh, the, that uh, Bagger Vance. Yeah, Bagger Vance. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. It was basically Bagger Vance parody, but with the joke being that Lisa's incredibly talented, but like halfway through her plot line, she's got the scholarship. She's like, oh, great, I did it. And then he's on her like, no, you're really talented. You should keep playing. And she's like, I don't want to. I have no interest in this. So it's what Lisa is like, what happens if you have a talent that you could care less about? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke out of that. But um, yeah, that went away. And the version that aired, I always kind of feel like um, very happy with it. turned out very well. Incredibly happy with how it turned out. But it is funny to see it's like, so they kept like scene by scene. It is my entire plot. And I don't think I wrote a line of dialogue that made it to the final version. Really? And talking to some of the Simpsons guys later after the fact, like, yeah, it's about how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just so. The exciting, I mean, your name's on there. It's yep. exciting and all that. But it's hard to take any ownership, personal ownership uh, of any of the, of the jokes. Yeah. But you still use that. You oh, know, absolutely. You, you say like, I wrote this episode. You show them at that episode. Um, I actually usually send my draft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah sure, I'll kind right. of say like, yeah, you know, yep, it aired. Here's the kind of like the name. If you want to look it up. If you want to watch it on Hulu, that's fine. But if they're like, hey, can I see the script? I'll always kind of send, here's my draft. Yeah, yeah, you want to do that. Yeah, I don't want them to right. think. But it is, it's funny, though. It's a fun side-by-side because -side it is like scene-by-scene, scene, it's the exact scene each time. It's just that like everything. But I thought you said you had, there were a few jokes in there. That a few. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely have a few right, here you're, and there. You're but exaggerating, but yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Because that just, just gets changed. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It just how it goes. Now, you, see, you also sold some pilots to... Uh, Nickelodeon is around the same time. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. So basically, that was the leave the daily, the daily Show. The Simpsons thing I was able to do completely freelance while I was at Daily Show. The pilot was going to be eating up more of my time, and it was just realizing like, love the Daily Show, but I knew I was never probably going to move up there. I felt like after a while, because uh -huh. I had submitted, I had definitely made the push a few times right. to try to become a writer. There. I'm like, right. okay, it's just not gonna happen. So it's easier to make the move to LA and um yeah, at least with the pilot like that, it's a few months of like definite working on that. Um yeah, I'm trying to remember actually exactly what the concept was. Anyway, it was a kid live action kids comedy pilot, kinda of like a Did you already know this other guy that your friend of yours that was doing that? Uh no I hadn't. This oh, was okay. he, I met him through oh, okay. part of this whole process. Yeah. But um yeah, wrote that. Um it didn't end up getting you know, it was the old thing, you get paid to write the script and uh then the next stage is are they gonna actually shoot it? I remember it came down to us and another pilot, which I guess they now I've, I've come to realize. Called iCarly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it is, what I guess they do a lot of times is, hey, we're going to buy two ideas that are almost the same and kind of see which script comes in better and do one of them. So I remember it came down to us. Ours was like a supernatural, like younger version of Buffy, basically, with a male lead. Then something else like, oh, wow. So the other, it's like hearing like, um, so these two scripts are in contention. They're only going to shoot one of you. Uh -huh. And then you hear, it's like, oh, so there's the same exact ideas as us. Okay, that's great. <laughs> so they basically bought two of the same and uh, had like one weekend, the like highest exec read both and gave us both notes. We did like the crazy three-day rewrite on ours and it just didn't matter. And you were working with it on something? Oh, just the producer. It was oh, like okay. me and this producer like just working on it together. And did they do either one of them? Uh, they did the other one. The other one ran for three seasons. <laughs> what was it? A show called The Troop. So a lot of experiences of having things fall through. Yeah. And... Yeah, and then there's other... But you were... I mean, you. it seems like this stuff happened you kind of gradually enough that you were kind of prepared for that. It wasn't oh, yeah. shocking. No. You knew... You, you know that's you know part, the of the, part of the process exactly. is that stuff that you write doesn't get on. Yeah. Part of the process is that stuff that people want doesn't get made, yeah. stuff that they buy doesn't get made, yeah. some stuff that they buy that does get made doesn't end up looking like the stuff that you give them. Exactly, yeah. You just accept it and it's, it's interesting, going. though, that, like, you know, even even knowing that, like, if you were to write a pilot today, mm -hmm. um, you come up with this idea, you write this pilot, yeah. you know that if it gets done or bought yeah. or taken... You know that it's going to go through some crazy oh, yeah. process. The idea of it actually becoming something is one thing. The yeah. idea of what it will become to get yeah, to, you to know it'll it. change a million ways. Yeah. yeah, and and yet there's something in us that causes us to still put everything that we can oh, yeah. into that thing, just to dive forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely every time. And it's, uh, I mean, I actually really enjoy the pitching process. And part of it also is what I discovered is even though a lot of these fall through. If you at least sell the pilot, it's possible to, it's the weird thing of LA, you can actually live comfortably, just like sell a pilot or two a, a year, even if they never get made, you actually, it's like, oh, still actually it's pretty good paydays, they you can kind of keep that, going. They give you that much for it. Yeah. yeah. 
but it's also just always enough incentive like well at least i'm writing at least i'm doing what i want and i did feel like every pilot script i wrote i'm like oh getting a little better oh i wanted i wanted you to tell this story because you wrote uh, uh you you you're very into comic books like a yeah. lot of uh, um comedy writers seem to be so you came up with your own comic book got it published mm-hmm. Uh, Rascal yeah. Raccoon's ra- uh, Raging Revenge. Yep, that's it. So this is a thing, like, you pitched it to some uh, This was, yeah, so I pitched it. I'd done, before that, like, some smaller comic book projects. This is the first time, like, uh, pitched a publisher, and thankfully they actually gave me the go-ahead on, like, a bigger project. Not just like, hey, can I do a story here, like an right. eight-page comic here? And I was like, yeah, so it would be, like, my own first fully nice. book. Yeah, it was awesome. Great experience, and uh, it's also nicely with the publisher I worked with, Oni Press, who are kind of, like... Look, we know you're doing other work. Um, just stay ahead of the artist on the script. So as long as I had like, if I had like 25 pages of script written, and the artist was on 17. Draw. draw exactly, which is actually way easier. It turns out so. Because yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, artists uh, need a lot of time. Understandably, they or it would be terrible job. if it's like you 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 learn that this is a um, a guy who's like the win lose or draw <laughs> yeah, champion. Exactly. Yes. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I didn't I know you could draw that fast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You guys didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, um, but no. So it became like a great kind of like outside project where I was doing everything else. Um, yeah, got released about a year ago, and then in the great crazy fortune, we got optioned as a movie uh, a few months ago. So now it's going through that whole process at Warner Brothers and uh, of something that could again like fall yeah. apart. But they but they they optioned it, paid you for the rights to exactly. do this. Yep. But then are but then I think you said you're not involved no, in any way after that. So it's involved. just like here's here here's we, because we want to do it. Yeah. We'll give you this, and you can kind of assume, like, you'll say, oh, okay, yeah, I'll yeah, take that, exactly. because my assumption is that you're not going to do anything Exactly, with it. and, you know, it's, yeah, worst case scenario, they never do anything with it, yeah. it's very nice they gave me some money to play with it right. for now. Or, or it becomes, you know, the next Roger Rabbit, exactly. and you're and sitting there with, you know, 25K in your pocket, like, ah, <laughs> oh, I should have taken the back end. Yeah, well, that's, no, they, thankfully, uh, they're... The, Oni did a very nice deal, and it's uh, not back end, but it is like, oh, actually, it would get more if it goes. And, nice, yeah. and the other thing is just That's that cool. it, even if it becomes a night and day different thing, it means that, oh, the book will probably get re released with a tie in cover, and that'll just help book sales. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it becomes like, no matter what, the Italian book will get cover, into more so, stores. So, na- nudity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, a tie in, not a tie in. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, it, and it would be called Rascal Raccoon's Bunga Bunga Revenge. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, um, but, and say. If they, I mean, obviously, if they came to you and said that they wanted you to write that screenplay, I'd you, be very happy. you'd be very happy with that. Yeah. But would you feel capable or um, would you, would that be nerve, nerve wracking to you? Not nerve wracking, but I do think that an outside eyes are probably more helpful. Cause I think, I think what I would do is probably just kind of like, okay, well, turn what I already have into a screenplay. Whereas it's probably better. It's bringing in some They're of the taking fresh a concept and turning it into something exactly. like, yeah. Yeah, and I think for probably for them that does work better. Yeah, so, like right, I like, get like maybe like you have if you did have any kind of story going on through it, you're a little attached to mm-hmm. that story, and um, that story might not be as yeah. interesting as, as something that would just be independent, but using those characters. Exactly, and, it's, and yeah, I'm not so precious like oh it has to be the same, but at the same time I just know I wrote this story because I think it works just fine, <laughs> so I might not. Rascal Raccoon's life. Raging Revenge, and that that is uh, available at bookstores yes, near you. And so yeah, much. yeah, we'll definitely uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put that out there. Yeah, your sales are going to skyrocket. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm on top of it. The writer's block bump. That's right. That's what they call it. <laughs> so now you are employed for how long now? I've uh, been uh, for almost three years. For almost three years uh, with with no product on the air yet. No, not at Crazy. all. Crazy. <laughs> uh, but but in, in the job you describe as a, as a geek dream job. Yeah, pretty much. That and is exactly that is what? Uh, I'm the head writer on Star Wars Detours, which is uh, an animated sitcom uh, from Lucasfilm Animation. So it's basically um, being very silly uh, with Star Wars on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's like because because of the... So yeah. taking, not having to go in any particular order, yeah. taking any little little tidbit story from... From, from a scene you liked from Star Wars and turning it into pretty, some other kind of story? Pretty much. Uh, it's a, <laughs> I'm always, using all the characters. Oh, yeah, you're using whatever you want. So you have the whole universe. But I was going to say, it's just the funny thing is because of because um, we're not on any kind, we're not uh, on the air or anything like it. We're not released yet. I'm always slightly. You know, oh, you don't want to talk too much about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot, lot of NDAs. Okay. Yeah, sure, yeah, so yeah. I'm a little nervous on it. But it is, yeah, the whole thing is the whole universe. The intention is, is for it to yes. be. And, and are, you're in the process of producing the episodes? Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. okay great. Um, yeah, exactly. It will, it, hopefully, sometime, because we have our trailer and a few scenes are online now. We did a little bit of a, uh, like a little preview 
of the show. Oh, at, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, yeah. It's out there. Oh, I'll send it to you. Well, it's, yeah, um, we'll put the link up as cool. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a Star Wars uh, Again, fan convention. Writer's Block Bump. Yeah. Look for that. I cannot wait. Tell tell yeah. George. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he'll be, he'll be happy to hear yeah. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we premiered uh, did, or did a little preview at a Star Wars fan convention called Star Wars Celebration over the summer. Um, so some stuff out what there. What was that like? That was awesome. It's almost like, uh, it's just like the passionate fans, but in a re- it turned, I was afraid of it being more of the in episode 20. Yeah. So it instead was the really passionate fun fans. Like the, it was, it was great of, uh, so the whole 501st Legion is these guys who dress up, they build their own stormtrooper armor, go to do charity events as stormtroopers and Star Wars characters. Actually, 501st is just stormtroopers. There's also different groups for different characters from Star Wars, but they are the most fun people to party with that I could ever imagine. Which I would never... Going there, I had no idea quite what to expect. Like sipping martinis through their stormtrooper? They uh, use straws? They uh, no the straws. Stuff. They've actually designed the way to make these things interact. There's a funnel yeah. that oh, yeah, goes exactly, right through. Yeah. Um, but it was those guys. It would and be it's fun like, watching a stormtrooper do a beer bong. Uh, you were seeing stormtroopers <laughs> cannibal into pools and then do like a beer bong. Like, In their stormtrooper kind of, thing, yes. though? <laughs> Not was dressed stuff, up as a stormtrooper. Yes. It was that kind of thing. And it was like, so it was actually, yeah, they were all like story. really passionate and fun and cool. It was like, okay, this is not at all what I expected it to be. But they were, they're all super geek love for Star Wars, but they all were much more social and well-adjusted individuals yeah, sure, than okay. I ever expected. Yeah, so like, oh, yeah. this is actually kind of cool. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so we did a little bit of... You're going to get a lot of that if this thing takes oh, yeah. off. <laughs> You're going to be the king of these things. Exactly. And this is where it all begins. Yes, yeah, the right. Minions. Fantastic. Um, but no, it was fun. So we have a little bit out there of it. And yes, it's Star Wars comedy. It's where... I mean, yeah, we just basically... It is taking whatever part of the whole massive universe of either, any of the six movies that we want and just having fun with it. It's a... Um, yeah, a little bit of an anthology show where it's we have our kind of core characters, but we can also bring in whatever silly stuff. We and want. just tell me real quick about the story about like getting getting that job oh, yeah, meeting sure. meeting George Lucas. Yeah, which was wonderfully wonderful and crazy. So the um, the last gig I had had right before Detours was Robot Chicken. I was writing on that, and Robot Chicken, the two folks who run that, Seth Green and Matt Sunrise, happened to also be the ones uh, co-running Detours with George. So, oh, they're still working on it. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, no, they're um, they really are kind of, um, I guess, kind of showrunners, but it's they aren't as involved day to day because they're down in LA and we're up in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'd had a great experience at Robot Chicken, and at the same time, actually, because the Lucasfilm hiring process was so long, I met like on a Thursday for Robot Chicken, on a Friday for Detours, started at Robot Chicken the following Monday. Wrote on uh, season five, on part of season five for Robot Chicken, and as soon as that gig ended. Um, it was like, you know, eight weeks later and Lucasfilm was finally like, yeah, come on up to meet George. And then got the gig. And, and you just, uh, did you think it was dead in the water? Or was like- I really had no idea. Yeah, it was crazy. It was such a long hiring process that I'm like, well, every few weeks they contact me. So I guess it's still going, but well, this can't possibly. I, I, do you think that's a reflection of the fact that he doesn't seem to really pay any attention to how long something takes him to get I think, done. yeah, he's just going to do it at his own pace yeah, right, and do it right. his own way. And yeah. I think it is, it's part of it is because he's financing. It's like, I can do it the way I want to. Right. Yeah. I don't have anybody breathing down my neck. Exactly. Um, but it's fun. So they flew me Unless out. I put a tube in my mouth and, and then, bend it around my head. And it's because down, I choose Down to. the back of my neck. Yeah. And that's just, that's right. fun. It just feels good. Yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, try breathing down your own yeah. neck every once in a yeah, while. It's you know, awesome. It pushes you to do things, but only at your pace. Yeah. Still. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, they were like, yeah, come on, uh, we're going to fly up for, the final thing was, yeah, flying me up for a meeting with George, which was insane, so it was, they just got this itinerary of like, take this flight, Coach uh, Plus rental car will be, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> two free drink tickets. Uh, <laughs> two free drink tickets, <laughs> and an extra three inches of leg room. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. They got you in the B uh, listing for Southwest Airlines. It's not an A, they're not going to reserve it that quickly, no. but um um, but yeah, just got up there, stayed the night, next, first thing, like 9 a.m. the next morning was sitting down with George. So after this whole thing, I'm expecting, like, this is going to be, like, probably the most intense meeting ever. It's 10 minutes max, and it was in mostly... In his office at yeah. the, at the, at what, it's like the Star Wars ranch or whatever. Uh, yeah, this was actually, cause there's, uh, up in Marin, there's Skywalker Ranch, and then Skywalker there's Big Ranch. Rock Ranch, which was his, the animation ranch. Okay. It's just, like, his two ranches next door to each other. But they're these huge they're things. Massive. So is this, but is, is it sort of like a home? Um, Skywalker is, the, I was meeting him in kind of just one of the offices more of an at office Big Rock, which is more of a, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright meets Japanese architecture style, uh, on a lake. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite kind. Um, so sitting, meeting with him, and it's funny. He's just holding my resume there, going through it all. I was like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, Daily Show. 
asks me maybe about like five questions about the Daily Show, and not like what did you do there. Just kind of like it was almost the when you're meeting. John's a really nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Jesus it was that kind of like John's really, Johnson's really smart. So he's really smart. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, it uh, never those guys, ends. Those guys in those field pieces, they know. Very highest know levels of entertainment. I <laughs> yeah. don't know if John's a nice guy. Yeah, and uh, the people at the field pieces, do they are they in on the joke or? Uh, I yeah. met. I was down in. I, I was. I was down in uh, Mexico, mm-hmm. and I went um, uh, uh, for for the, yeah, for yeah for vacation. vacation just now, and and I went golfing on, by myself just at the place that was near the place yeah. we were staying at. And um, ended up catching up to these two guys mm-hmm. and said, well, could you mind if I just play along with you for the rest of it? And they said, yeah, sure. And I'm talking to them a little bit. And then they find, you know, yeah. it, gets, it gets around to what you do. And I said, I write for a television show. And they just blew it off for a little while. Yeah. And, and then they say, hey, well, by the, you know, a couple of holes later, what show do you write for? Uh, it's called yeah. The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? You write yeah. for that show? And then a whole after that, one guy says, uh, um, so have you, uh, have you ever met him? Never got that one. Before. Yeah, that's a new yeah, one. Yeah. I, I, I knew I, I, I realized afterwards that there was a little bit too much sort of like you know, not contempt in my voice when I answered the guy, but a little bit of just like astonishment yeah. or obviously are you an idiot yeah. kind of tone really? that yeah. I wish I could have gone back on a little bit. But my answer was like, yeah, I, I work with them, <laughs> <laughs> and I realized right as I said, I was like, right, that kind of came off a little dickish, <laughs> but like you know, I may as well have said, yes, you idiot, yeah, exactly. I work with him, yeah. But uh, but it was like one of the stupid questions yeah. I've ever read oh, yeah. in my life. That's bound to yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so but anyway, so you. you but it was just so like ten he's minutes. He's asking you all these questions. It was ten minutes about daily show questions, and the best wrap up was, um, "Wow, you seem great. Uh, this decision really isn't up to me, but uh, good luck." And he just like got up and left. Got up and left, and you're sitting in his. And office? I'm sitting, or it was a, like a kind of like well, a conference yeah, room. Conference yeah. room. Yeah. But uh, I immediately like well like. All right, I guess they flew me up here for nothing. And then it turns out though, like two days later, uh, they call me up and they're like, "Yeah, so uh, it's yours if you want it." And apparently, the I funny thing is, so is right. that's just his. Uh, that was his thing, and um, what I found out but later. But it could have not been up to him at all. I mean, well, oh no, it absolutely was. What I was told later by our producer, who was the one who's kind of she had already been hired before uh-huh. me, and uh, she's like, oh no, he apparently just. She also was like, I wow, I really thought that was like, he was a friend who was our guy. Like, George, I guess didn't. She just goes up to him. He's like, oh no, no. When you know, you know. Yeah, that's great. He's great. Oh, that's so, wow. He just doesn't see any reason to waste time. But he went out of his way to tell you it's not up to yeah, him. Exactly. That's a weird thing for yeah. the Lucas to say, look, this is out of my hands. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the boss around here. Yeah, exactly. only Lucas Films Ranch. Yeah. Well, one of them. Yeah. Exactly. The other one's next door. Yeah. Oh, but I'm not right, the, no, but this that, is not yeah. this is not for me. You're gonna no. want to talk to Marianne. Yeah. She'll she'll uh, take care of it. Yeah. yeah, she'll she'll do it. Wine and diner. But uh, uh, yeah, it's been uh so yeah, so that's been just a fun and the fun thing also is and uh, what, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. No, it's, no, you were no, saying no. something. And I... um, no, it's just been fun. It's uh, part one of the main geek perks of this is yeah, love stars my whole life, and it's getting to play with George in the room. Also, like he'll come in and like sit in our conferences and right. pitch jokes and just be wow. silly with us, and uh, and then also uh, explain answer any geek question. We eventually learned it's like oh, he just has fun with us, so we can ask every dumb question that you'd ever want to. Oh yeah, ask. Anyone. Give me one. Um, I what's, mean, a, what's a nice tidbit of information? Are you? Uh, that, that you got from him. Yeah, I, this is though, a it casting goes to the process like with Suzanne Summer. Yeah, exactly. Well, it has been things of like, um, what were the alternate titles you heard? Like, oh, that like Fox try to like pitch other titles other than Star Wars. Like, what were the other titles that they pitched at you? Were like, what is the you know like how'd you get this? How'd you get that? But one was just even like on the geek level was asking him to explain like what midichlorian like how'd you get up with, how'd you come up with midichlorians or like what is that? That's it's know. a yeah it's a Star Wars thing. It's a lot of like it's a lot of geek questions. I'm trying to think of one that would appeal to non geeks and uh, I'm at a loss. But it's very very geeky writing staff. Now that we've brought it up, um, they are the microscopic uh, like mitochondria basically that power the force that are within people. Oh, oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Where did they mention that? Um, it was in one of the prequels. It was a uh, kind of none of which I've seen. Yes, you. Uh, isn't that fine. something? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it was funny because that was kind. Of, yeah, it's uh, we had a very. We also the other nice thing was because because our show is written entirely by freelance writers. It is just um, really it's like come up for a week to the ranch and then we'll send everybody home with outlines. They kind yeah. of write remotely. Oh, that's we just meet up again in three months to kind of punch. Are you the only writer full time? I'm the only full time writer. Um, but because it's a lot of writers, like you said, comic book geeks, Star Wars geeks. Um, there's a lot of people who are happy to work with us because it really is just like, look, really just need two weeks of your actual in-person time. The rest of it is going to be done remotely. Right. So it's, we were able to pull in like much 
better and bigger writers than we initially right, right, hoped to for. Right, right, to Yeah, right. so that was actually really fun. It was, you know, a lot of, for me, it was just kind of like, it almost was like, so what, who, what writers would you want to work with? And I could be like, I'd love to work with so-and-so. Like, cool, let's put in a call. Right. Yeah, he's in. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now is the time where we, uh, where we find some comedy. Let's mm-hmm. find some comedy. Let's comedy. Let's make some. Let's make some comedy. Yes. I've lifted. I've lifted. Listed three stories okay. uh, that we can. Uh, um, just. It's just a matter of like we. We will work together. Yeah. To, to from what what is amusing about these mm-hmm. these things to us? It, it is. It is New Year's Eve. Yes. This is uh, uh, the the um, December thirty first, uh, two thousand twelve. This episode will air later. Uh, mm-hmm. That's okay. Secrets um, of radio being revealed. Yes. Um, so the first the first topic is New Year's Eve. Uh, bullshit or greatest night ever? Bullshit. Okay, we'll get we'll, well yeah. we can we can pick one and go into okay, why. Yeah. See though, and 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 so comedically, it's not a speed round. comedically so yes. no, but okay, you, but we can answer as a speed round as well. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> gun issues following Newtown okay. in particular. How fucking crazy are gun people? Yes. Fucking crazy. crazy. Oh yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the third uh, the third issue or thing that I just read in the paper today: Christian Slater's most recent movie, Playback. <laughs> Was released Ooh. in only one theater <laughs> this month, Ooh. and made a total. The box office for Christian Slater's <laughs> playback was two hundred and sixty-four dollars. Oh, uh, yeah. is but I, what? What are the chances that this is uh, Christian Slater? The, the next we're going to hear from Christian Slater is as a co-starring role. That's going to skyrocket him back into stardom in the next Tarantino-directed <laughs> yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah. This is just all a ploy. Yeah. yeah. He's got to get you it gotta, down. Yeah. You got to bottom out before you before Tarantino <laughs> brings you back. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, Slater, he's got us all. Like that angle. Yeah. He's one step ahead of the curve, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, okay. So yeah. So yeah. now, uh, um, well, let's let's talk about uh, the the other ones are just uh, for fun. You know, I mean, New Year's New Year's Eve. You say bullshit. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, it is just, it's, um, it's a very arbitrary day to, uh, to give yourself a fresh start, which is a nice idea, but it's a very arbitrary choice of this. Well, and it's <laughs> always like, you know, it, it's the classic go to the gym, yeah. you know, for, for the next, going to the gym for the next couple yeah. of weeks is a nightmare if you go to the gym regularly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, a uh, honestly, it seems like now it's almost more like I do. Yeah, I, well, I'm seeing you right yes, here. I, yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. you'd stop flexing, quite frankly. No, well, I'm not. Okay, that's well, just at it. Least that's just how often I go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least if you're gonna if you're gonna be that ripped oil yourself. Yeah, just glisten, please. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but no, I was gonna say it's uh, it seems almost more because I just saw the ad earlier today for all the bands on the uh, Rockin' New Year special. It, it really the, does. Oh, seem the band, oh, okay, like the band all that. It, it really does just seem to be more of an excuse to remind you of, these are the bands that are very popular that I do not listen to. Sure. Like yeah. a, the annual reminder. Oh, train's still around. Okay, train's still getting booked. Train is train. Yeah. Really. Just there are things still. At least according to they getting booked on a New Year's special. So wow. Or Pitbull, or things like that. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. there's, that's I. There's. Uh, you know. That speaking of going to the gym, like uh, um, or the one way I keep up on certain music that I would never yeah. listen to otherwise is it's, going to spin classes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's and so, it's like, it's oh, so this it's is kind of a, this. This is a cool song, or this is like a, you yeah. know, and and I was like, oh, it's by so and so, and yeah. I don't know what that is. Exactly. Is that a thing? That's a thing, that you I guess. Just said? What did you yeah. just say? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, New Year's, it also um, just seems like a lot a lot of effort being made. It's, it's the gym, like you said, it's like, oh, yeah. if you go to the gym regularly, yeah. you know, it's a place for people to kid themselves. Exactly. But I think New You're Year's Eve. You're thinking that are, changes are brewing. Exactly. I'm really, new. I think the same thing is though for New Year's Eve with bars. Yeah. <laughs> Where it is, it's, the, it's like, I don't really go out much anymore, so I'm going to really go out that night. And it just becomes annoying. Or uh, this is my last raw. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's that's all, true. It's, yeah. it's a lot of, lot of After last raw. After tonight, none of that. Yeah. Oh, it's so pathetic. And mm-hmm. we've all done it. That's it. I, my hatred comes from myself, obviously. On all sure. This, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, yeah. I've done all of these things, but yeah. I, you know, it's 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 interesting that it's not it's not so much like an opportunity. It, it really isn't the opportunity to start fresh that no. we all think it is. Yeah. The only thing it is is this evil setup to within a month or so remind us all of what losers we yeah. are. <laughs> And how of what pathetic <laughs> failures we will always exactly. be in our in our oh, in our attempts to make ourselves yeah. better. So change is not possible. I'm just gonna go cry and eat ice cream now. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah, come February, yeah. you're like, oh man, I'm not that guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm this guy. Yeah. And you're yeah. watching Silver Linings Playbook with some <laughs> chunky monkey in your lap, yeah. pouring it onto your chest and yeah, licking exactly. it off of there. 
Yeah, it's, well, it's better that way. That's not yeah. so bad. No, exactly. That's, that's so it's February good. to look forward to. But uh, I like that idea, though. That, like, uh, <laughs> um, I think another thing I want to do is is uh, in this segment is is take because I do stand up as well yeah. and take bits that I'm thinking of. Oh, sure. Yeah. And 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 get help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you Try know, to work through it a little. But I think that yeah. that's a pretty funny bit. That idea that like uh, um, that that New Year's poses as an opportunity to refresh. Yeah. Um, but or it's like a, it's like a fucking bear trap, <laughs> you know, and you, yeah. and we step in it's it year after you. year after year. Yeah. It's sort of like, oh, there's that thing. Boom. Yeah. Ah. And you just step in it again. We're yeah. like idiotic bears <laughs> who just step in bear traps year over after and year. Over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Until much. like, until, well, well, for basically four years max. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, how often can you step in a bear, bear trap? trap? Well, you're going to lose a foot. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. Before you're, you know, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And yet we do it, we keep doing it. Yes, exactly. We really have, we've been eaten down to our upper thighs by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just sticking our dick into bear traps now. <laughs> just yeah. year after year, yeah. trying to pretend that we're going to be better people. Yeah. No. After 40, 50 years of living. No, what we really just need to do is embrace our self-loathing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, they, well, and some people do that exactly, yeah. which is great. Uh, but yeah. uh, but I like that idea of the, that that it, it is it really is just uh, a setup for us a month two max yeah. down the road, usually within a few days. Oh yeah, it's to realize, about, well, we, oh yeah. man, I'm gonna stop eating nachos. Who am I kidding? <laughs> yeah. Who am I kidding? They're like, so good. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, now the thing is, I haven't had nachos for a week. Wait. I gotta go have like a fucking three I'd weeks to, worth yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. I gotta catch up. And I might <laughs> as well think forward, up. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might as well gotta pay it forward on the nachos yeah, exactly. in case something happens to me because I just ate so many nachos. Yeah. Look, my deli might stop stocking these nachos because I'm not buying them every day anymore. So I should really buy, yeah, I'll buy five packs just to show that I'm still in. I'm gonna have a Velveeta related heart attack. <laughs> I may as well go out happy because exactly. all the nachos, but then I eat so many nachos and it makes me feel so bad. Yeah. So I gotta eat ice cream to make myself feel better. Yeah. Which it does, but only briefly. And ice cream goes better with nachos, so Oh, nothing goes nothing goes better with nachos than ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Um I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's funny. That's yeah, good stuff. All right. Uh, um, well, uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll get this up uh, uh, within a uh, well, it doesn't matter. We're yeah. listening to it now. Um, so. <laughs> so I'm making you I hate promises to spoil the ending no of this, but it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, uh, Brendan. Hey, thank you very much. Congratulations you for to you and all your success. Thanks for coming on the Riders Plus. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye bye. Bye.